creates an entirely new game, a game that continues today with development, exploration, and change advancing at a galloping rate in every field. Here is another question for you. When the map of planet Earth changed, did the planet itself change? The answer is no. The planet itself did not change at all. The planet is the planet. These two questions reveal an astonishing attribute of the human mind. We acquired new possibilities and options when our map of the world changed, even though the world itself did not change. That is because we do not relate directly to the world as it is. We relate to life through our thought maps of the world. For us, if we get a new mental map of the world, we get a new world. Let's use this powerful map-making phenomenon in another domain, the domain of feelings. Our map, our old map of feelings says that it is not okay to feel. We specifically confirm that it is not okay to feel with evidence that we have collected repeatedly for years. For example, it is not okay to feel angry because anger is uncivilized, loud, destructive, unpredictable, impolite, might hurt someone out of control, dangerous, insulting, immature, not taken seriously, embarrassing, makes others angry, creates chaos, and starts wars. It is not okay to feel sad because sadness is weak, emotional, childish, pathetic, victim-y, unprofessional, too soft, not fun, not creative, too vulnerable, makes you look ridiculous, ruins other people's day, is discouraging, not inspiring, lacks modern happy society life, and no matter what, men do not cry. It is not okay to feel scared because fear is weak, cowardly, scared rabbit, irrational, impulsive, hysterical, incompetent, unstable, nerve wracking, paralyzing, powerless, stuck. It clouds decisions, is untrustworthy, childish, cannot protect, cannot lead, is an overreaction, can get out of control and can quickly cause general panic. It is not okay to feel glad because joy is unrealistic, childish, giggly, not serious, pretentious, naive, arrogant, temporary, means you are doing too well, not intellectual, not, quote, a real world, end quote, blind to the problems of life, makes other people jealous. What do you have to be glad about anyway? Haven't you read the news? What goes up must come down. And besides, if you are sitting there smiling, 
people will think you are either on drugs or that you do not have enough work to do. The conclusions we have collected to prove that is not that it is not okay for us or anyone around us to feel run deep in our hearts. But let's do an experiment. The quote, flat earth slash round earth experiment, end quote. Let's take this territory of the four feelings and make a new map for it. Let the premise of the new map be that not only is it okay to feel, but the information and energy of feelings can actually serve us in creating relationship. How would this map look? For example, what can we do with the energy and information called anger? We can say no, say yes. You cannot say yes unless it is okay for you to say no, otherwise the yes is a lie. Start things, stop things, change things, clean out and get rid of things, create clarity, recognize unfairness, make boundaries, maintain integrity, show sincerity, make decisions, keep promises. For example, stay up all night to get a job finished on time, hold space, pay attention, self-observe, ask for what you want, take a stand for something or someone, or take actions, among other things. Keep going. Yes, it's going great. Anybody need anything right now? Yeah, so I'm, I won't be saying much this time. For people who came on uh, later in the recording, I've asked Sh Shannon to read. She volunteered to read, it's not my fault. And so, uh, because the sound quality is bad for me, Shannon's reading, I will interrupt when I can't stand it anymore. Okay, Shannon, it's going great. Anybody else anything? What can we do with the energy and information called sadness? We can open up, share, be vulnerable, be still, accept things, let things go, grieve, give in, get healed, listen, contemplate, be spacious, connect, recognize pain, be authentic, finish things up, mourn, be wrong, be human, be silent, care, take a supportive position, be intimate, be invisible, and so on. What can we do with the energy and information called fear? We can detect danger, measure risks, concentrate, focus, be curious, make plans, avoid disasters, stay balanced and centered, make agreements and contracts, handle details, be careful, be precise, ask dangerous questions, go beyond the known into the unknown, create something out of nothing, go nonlinear, Stand there in the nothing and improvise. Stay present, be alert, face the future, and so on. 
What can we do with the energy and information called joy? We can be enthusiastic, motivate others, connect with our vision, go ahead, take risks, focus on possibilities, undertake adventures, explore, try new things, accept discomforts or hardships, dance through problems, be kind, be generous, build team spirit, make others alive, inspire people to keep going, lead, be playful, be easeful, and bless people for no reason. The territory of feelings now has two maps, the old map where it is not okay to feel and the new map where feelings serve your relationships. Which map do you choose? So on page 94 is the map of maps. There's the old map. It is great to have a map. You know where the good guys and the bad guys are, but on a flat map, if you sail away from known territory, you fall off and die. And there's a new map with an explorer's note. The new map contains the old map. We do not lose what we already have in the old map. With a new round map, we get new possibilities. Example, you cannot fall off, you get a totally new game. Did the earth change with the new map? No, only our map changed. We get new possibilities because we live according to our maps of the world. Get a new map and you get a new world. Next map, question mark. The next map is waiting just out of view exactly where the last new map was before it it was discovered. We can never know what the next map will be. Thank you. I'm going to try uh, what Amber suggested. I'm going to turn off my video and I'm going to speak and see if you can guys can still hear me. Can, can you hear me better or is it the same? Is it better? Yeah. All right, great. So I, I'd like to stop us right now to do an experiment. And I want to explain something that is not in this book. It's something I discovered or we discovered after this book was published. It's called the numbness bar. And I don't, I don't think it's written about in this book. But normally we live our lives with a very high numbness bar, which means that if the numbness bar is set at 90% numb, then any feeling we feel that is less intense than 90%, it's, we don't feel it consciously. We don't notice it. So the, the invitation here is to lower your numbness bar and feel, start feeling lower intensity feelings because there's so much intelligence and energy in the low level feelings, the low intensity feelings, less than 10%. So I'd like to invite us to do an experiment right now. I'd like to take us through uh, what we'll be talking about in the next section called inner navigating, the four feelings. But I'd, I'd just like to start with this experiment. 
I would like to do the experiment four times and I, would, I will just start with anger. And I would like you to lower, do the experiment if you want, to lower your numbness bar down so that you can feel the, you can feel the irritations, the things that are bothering you, the background, low-level, bothersome nuisance, the, the itchy, irritating about lowering your numbness bar. So is there anybody have any questions about this experiment? What we'll do is we'll, everybody's going to turn their microphone on. We'll all be talking at the same time. And you say, I feel 8% angry that the refrigerator is making this noise in the background. It's bothering me because the refrigerator is making this noise. I feel 3% angry because some mosquito just bit my ankle and I, I, I didn't kill the mosquito. I feel 7% angry because I wanted a second bowl of salad for lunch and I didn't get to have it. Things like that. So it's the, it's the lower than 10% feelings of anger will go for about a minute and a half or two minutes. So you get a chance to explore inside of yourself the, it's the, ter the territory called anger and it's going to be conscious anger because uh, you're saying it out loud. You're sharing it with all the people at the same time. You're not blaming other people. It's, you're, you're aware of it. So it's an experiment in low-level conscious feeling of anger. Everybody says all at the same time. You turn your microphone on and we'll go for about two minutes. Here we go. Please begin. Uh, so angry that I have to drive to Brooklyn to take these bikes. Ich bin sauer. so einfach Ärger ausdrückt und ich nicht. Ich bin
Die Dinge mitten am Tag, die ich würde das gerne vor Podcast haben. Ich würde, ich bin sauer. Weil an Chloe nicht da ist. Ich bin sauer, dass ich nicht diese Termine gemacht habe mit Ich bin ärgerlich. Ärgerlich. Dass ich so viel fresse. Ich bin ärgerlich. Ich bin sauer, dass das Just pause for a moment. I'm going to turn my video off again. Just pause for a moment and realize that all of that anger that you were just talking about was there in you before I asked you to share it with us. This is a huge energy and intelligence resource that we have available for us all day, every day. You have this resource, it's huge. It is an archetypal level resource because anger can get up to 100% intense archetypal anger and you are designed, we are designed to experience and express 100% intense archetypal anger in our daily life. Is it really that bad, Vera? Vera, can you? Is yeah, it, I can. Yeah, it's really bad, actually. Okay. All right. Can you can you uh, say what I just said? Yes. To to realize that there's already in you all this energy and information. There's so much information that you don't have access to if you um, make your numbness bar go higher. So then, when if you if you so then when things happen to for you to uh, for you to pay attention from this information for you to to pay attention and to notice is not coming into your consciousness because your numbness bar is so high what will happen is that uh you will ignore all of this information all of this is that's going on inside you and then it, it will only be expressed consciously it will only be uh in your consciousness when it goes above the numbness bar and then you have less options to to deal with it. I think that's what you were trying to say, Clinton. Maybe we're saying something completely different. Uh, great, great. My main thing I want you to hear is modern culture blocks us from having this resource in our daily life because otherwise 
there would be revolution. There would be, instead of, instead of 50 states in the United States of America, there would be 500 countries. Each one would be a self-responsible local authority nanonation. So if you have this resource, so this resource is for your life. Can you, Vera, can you say that? Do people get it? Yeah. This resource is for your life. It's for you to deal with, with the, everything that's going on in you and around you. And if you, it's, it's like not having access to your arm or your left leg. It's, it's something that is a, it, it, if you don't have two legs, if you can't, if you don't use those two legs, it just limits your possibilities and you don't have to, you can use it. Is, is everybody okay right now? You were entering the territory of anger. Are you okay? Is everybody okay? Yeah, right. Okay. We're we're going into the next experiment. We're going to do the, the next territory with sadness. Do the same thing. You only go up to 10% sad, not the whole thing. 10% sad and find out how much energy and information you have, the wisdom of your sadness. So I'm going to, I'll go. It's about three minutes, two minutes, one minute, and then I'll go like this to stop. And if you see me, then you can do this too, and then we'll all come to a stop. Don't come to a stop immediately. Like, don't <coughs> pop yourself off. Just come down. Okay, here we go. Let's enter the territory of sadness. I feel sad because. One, two, three, go. Microphone's on. Ich bin traurig. Ich bin traurig. Because of many people the I feel sad that 
Dass ich nicht weiter will mit meiner Arbeit. Ich bin traurig. Ich arbeite, ich bin traurig. Dass ich nicht mehr geschafft habe, dass ich wieder nur so wenig geschafft habe. Ich bin traurig, so wenig Leute habe. Ich bin traurig, dass gestern so wenig im Kaffee habe. Ich bin traurig, dass ich mich so traurig mache. Ich bin traurig. Ich bin traurig, dass ich kein ITB machen kann. Ich bin traurig, so, so I have a, a question before we move on, and um, I'm I'm thinking what I've been doing is going just to my 10% sadness. I'm not speaking about. I mean, I have a lot of bigger sadness, 10%, but we're not. We're not working with that right now, right? Right. Okay, thank you. Not fair that I can't speak. Uh, there's so much treasure, even in the low level sadness for connecting, for completing, for sharing, for opening, for being honest, vulnerable. So there's so much treasure in that. At the same time, even the 10% level sadness is a doorway for healing processes and for Painting, singing, dancing, uh, writing, dreaming. It's a, such a resource. And so the point of doing this with each other now is not just to do the experiment inside of you, not just to see it inside of you, but also to hear other people's sadness in the background to and also to be heard. I was listening to sadness in English, German. I think I heard some Polish, maybe some Spanish and Hebrew. <laughs> yeah. And it all communicated. It really, so. Mm. Yeah, I think you're, I don't have to say it. I think you're getting it. Does anybody want to say anything right now about the sadness? Oops. <laughs> yes, Kalista, go. I noticed that with the treasure that I got from the sadness is that I can speak fluently when I'm not afraid of what I'm going to say next, just to express myself. 
Thank you. Oh. I noticed that the, um, the tempo was slower of what people were, of the, of right. the, of the rhythm, and that, I don't know, that people were more attentive to, to this, or it seemed that, that we were more um, paying attention to each other as well. I, I noticed a few things where I thought it was only a 10% sadness. Like one of the things for me was like, I felt sad about how dirty the river is where near where I live. And then I was surprised that actually there was a much more sadness than I thought would be there when I said it. Does that make sense? I, I was just surprised that I had a story about something being a low level sadness, but what I actually felt when I said it out loud was that there was a much deeper well there. Yeah, I want to say something. I realized that I was, that I, all the time I'm avoiding from feeling the sadness. It was such a unique experience to give it place so I can really express without you even know, knowing what I'm saying, that I'm sad about something with my mother and I'm sad about something with my sister. But it was even new to my ears to say I'm sad because usually on my regular life, I don't give any place to this emotion. So it's totally new. I noticed that I'm really unaccustomed to noticing my feelings at that smaller level, that I'm, I've become pretty aware of my emotions at bigger levels, but at that 10%, it was like, wow, that's, that's something to practice. I also noticed at this lower level that some of the things um, that I'm angry about, I'm also sad about in ways that aren't really mixed. I heard myself say in a call with Vera earlier that I don't believe that, like I feel like I need more anger to get my center because my anger is so big, but it, but I realized in this so far in, in stellating in this way that I just have this experience of myself as having these big feelings and emotions because I haven't been feeling that low. And there's like, when you get, when I refine my Tools. I can use the lighter touch. I don't need to like chisel away so hard. Be more subtle. Yeah, that is the wonder. That is what's the one of the takeaways here? Because you can make a totally effective boundary at three percent anger. You can you can say what you want with four percent anger. You can change your mind. You can start over at 7% anger, you don't have to do the exploding thing. It's, it has so much wisdom 
in, in our lives that's been wasted because the numbness bar was so high. So that's what the point of this is. <clears throat> to see the map inside, anger, sadness, fear, and joy inside. Own it. And then lower your numbness bar and start using the resources. That's what this is about. It's so great. Somebody, anybody else want to add anything right now? Okay, we're going into the territory of fear. Only 10% big, 10% big. It's a, it's a separate territory from anger. It's a separate territory from sadness. It's pure fear. And let yourself not know what you're going to say. Let your heart speak. If you know what you're going to say next, it's your mind speaking. Let your heart speak it. You won't know in your mind what your heart is going to say next. Just start the sentence, I feel 8% scared because, I feel 3% afraid because, and just let the thing roll. Everybody ready? Turn your microphones on. Here we go. Please. I feel uh, I scared. I don't know. Um, no, no, no. Uh, my schedule. I have angst for the kilos. I have angst for my angst for my angst Ich habe Angst vor Verrücktheit. Ich habe I 
I feel scared of what you will hit Feel scared of what it takes to be authentic. Please just take a breath and close your eyes for a minute. Just close your eyes for a minute. And let the wisdom of the fear come to you. There's so much wisdom in the fear, so much intelligence, so much experience, so much intuition. Check how many of you could feel empowered by acknowledging out loud what you are afraid of, clearly acknowledging out loud what you are afraid of. How many people felt empowered? This is not a thing that's, that's taught about fear, how much intelligence and empowerment it has. Empowerment in the fear. Any sharing about that experiment, jumping into the territory of fear? What did you see? I want to share that I have sadness right now about how many information I just suppress, numb. I, I didn't even realize how, how much I care about, about this planet and, and global warming actually what came out from my fear and yeah and my sadness is about me not allowed me to know about my fears thank you thank you Somebody else want to say something? Clay, was your hand up? Yeah, well, I, I feel fear. You know, I notice it when I raise my hand because a lot of my fears I noticed were 
around um, social interaction and like how to navigate that. And um, I, I feel fear like to raise my hand because I have a fear that I'm, I share too much and that I don't know how, to, that I'm afraid that I don't know how to properly regulate myself in a group. So that I just noticed there was a repeating pattern and that was curious for me to see. Thank you. Ingrid, were you going to say something? Okay. I'd like to say something. This is Mia. Um, Ava, Ava I, I sh related a lot to what you said because when I started feeling my fear, I just wept. I had so much sadness in there. And it was interesting because I didn't feel that sadness when it was time to feel sad, but I felt it with the fear. And I think my numbness bar with fear is so high and it doesn't allow me to feel the things I'm sad about. But Clinton, my question is, when I feel sadness, when I'm feeling fear, is that, Am I mixing the two or is it just kind of like layered or any clarity around that? Just from my, just from watching you, it looked like it was mixed. And so if you just keep, you know, on, on page 96, there's this map of four feelings and it has this, just this X, it's like that. Anger, sadness, fear, joy four quadrants and if you get that's a map of inside it is a map from inside did you get that vera can you repeat that I, I i couldn't really get where you were going but i have something that i wanted to say to mia can i say it still yeah it's just they're pure you yeah go ahead what was that just the the yeah the feelings are pure okay vera okay for me particularly in patriarchal cultures fear you know all four feelings are are not seen as okay to feel and what i've noticed that a lot of women when they have when they experience fear or anger they, the only allowed expression that they've learned is by sadness, expression of sadness. Where and this is not all women, of course, and men when they feel fear, a lot of the traditional expression is through anger to protect from feeling fear. So in me, it was very much true that they were mixed because feeling pure fear, for me, for me was wired as death. Fear equals death. And so that was not okay to feel fear. So then I would cry. So it could be something similar or in, in your own way, Mia. Does this make sense to you? Okay. Mm. Somebody else about the fear? I was, when I, when we did now the exercise, I, I just started to talk without really knowing what's coming. And I heard myself 
saying, and I, especially I felt myself being really afraid of this coming month of, of catastrophes in nature, of storms, of too much snow, of too little storm, of, of I don't know, all of a sudden I was talking about coming catastrophes and it hit me quite deeply. Thank you. There's so many intuition and instinct comes through fear. And if it's blocked, we can't, we can't feel it. Okay. Pretend like you don't know how to express joy. Vera, can you repeat that for me? Yes. Pretend like, I think you were heard. Pretend like you don't know how to express joy. Because so much of our joy imitates television or advertisements or childish, childish expression of joy. But that's not what adult joy comes like. And so pretend like you don't know how to do joy, but you do know we're going in the territory of joy right now at 10, no more than 10%, very low levels joy. You might discover a whole new kind of joy in yourself about the tiniest, ridiculous, meaningless, so important things, okay? So here we go. <clears throat> you might wanna shut your eyes a little bit for this one to start to get out of your head. Here we go, three minutes, take a deep breath, sink into joy. I feel 7% joy because the lights are working. Just keep going. Ich freue mich. I feel joy. I 
I just feel joy in my body. I don't feel alive. Viel Freude immer. Ja, Bonfire. Just like, yeah, the world's crazy and I heard instead of a sanctuary. <laughs> For me, the first first thing which came with joy was tears. The low level joy brought me tears. Let that thing speak and tell us why. Because it was so subtle, so, so. So beautiful, just so beautiful. Like, like a microscope to see. It was a tender, tenderness. Mm -hmm. I felt um, this just unfolding, like there was this and then, then there was this and all the things associated with that and oh yeah and that and this it was really great mm. to have that that once you like it has its it gains steam just like the negative feelings you can keep going say i negative. say i say it again with i you said you yeah i 
Me, I. I can keep going. I can unfold. I, I can unfold, yeah. For me, it was what Leslie said, and it unfolded and grabbed a, yeah, a life of its own, watching everybody at the end. So watching everyone smile just brought joy. And so I clipped and pinned on different people smiling and it just grew and grew at that low level and had goosebumps and it was so sweet and tender and just lovely. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you. I've been emptying out like an opening that just had nothing in it. And it was just like letting go. And it was pretty cool. I was thinking how many people who are close to us don't know this about us, or we don't know this, these things about them, and how simple it would be to bathe, like shower ourselves in emotional body intimacy on a regular basis. I think we are starving for this. I think really we're starving for not, not being with each other in our emotional body in this fluid uh, exchange, Austausch, this fluid exchange of these low level feelings in our day, the aliveness of it. I think we're starving for that. And I think, I think it's a big invitation that you, you now have the map inside of you. The map is inside of you now, and you have explored all four territories in a simple, clear, unrestricted way. And that this is something you could share with people for the rest of your life this way. Shannon, would you, are you willing to keep reading where you were? I am. Read the next yeah. section, please. Thank you. So, okay. There is a map of Four Fielding's old version. Do you want me to read that or just continue with the words? A new decision about feelings. Yeah, just go there. I'll start there. A new decision about feelings. Wait, yes. A new decision about feelings could go something like this. Wait, Shannon. The feelings of Shannon, anger. Shannon, yeah. Just slow down a little bit. Slow oh, okay. You're reading to 32 people's beings. Land it in our beings, not in our mind, okay? Just start Thank over, you. put it into us. Okay. Go ahead. A new decision about feelings. A new decision about feelings could go something like this. The feelings of anger, sadness, joy, and fear are experiences. Experiences are completely neutral. 
An experience is experienced. And if you pay careful attention while you are experiencing the experience, you will see that the experience arrives without a story attached to it. The experience is at first meaningless. So where does the meaning of an experience come from? We know that two people in the same circumstance often give circumstances entirely different or even contradictory meanings. He says, the garbage can needs to be emptied. She says, the garbage can is not even half full. The relativity of the stories about an experience identifies human beings as the source of the stories. Human beings are meaning-making machines. Without a human being to add meaning, there would be no meaning. If you focus your attention to a smaller, more precise time frame, you start noticing that there is a tiny gap after having an experience and before generating our story about that experience. In that gap, you will discover neutrality, including the neutrality of experiencing feelings. The new decision about feelings could be that the four feelings are as neutral as the four directions on a compass. Is north bad? Is east good? Is west negative? Is south positive? Silly questions. The same with anger, sadness, joy, and fear. Feelings are neither good nor bad, neither positive nor negative. Feelings are feelings. Feelings are neutral experiences and are as normal as part as normal a part of being human as thinking, moving, sensing, and being. In the new map, feelings provide us with the information and energy we need to fulfill our destiny. The three to five bright principles that most matter to us in life to gain access to our information and energy, we must leave our cultural education about feelings behind us and change our relationship to our feelings. In the old map, our feelings are bigger than us and our feelings own us. In the new map, we are bigger than our feelings. We have the feelings instead of the feelings having us. 
To genuinely implement this realization, however, you will need to go outside of the limits of standard education and get further training. The ideas in this book can give you new perspectives and experiments to try. But actually changing your relationship to your feelings requires practice with real-time feedback from a living coach. Just, I just want to say this is not a marketing for coaches. It just means that to calibrate an accurate assessment of how intense a feeling or emotion is, you need to be with somebody whose feelings detector is already calibrated because at the beginning, you start at 15 or 20% intense fear and it feels like 70 or 80% intense fear. And you just need to get the point on the map, the X on the map about what the experience of a certain intensity of a feeling is. And then after you have two or three points in the scale, you can calibrate your feelings detector. And then when you know what you're feeling, you can also know what other people are feeling. And this helps so much. Good. Any, any questions or comments right now? I would like to read the rest of this inner navigating part. Shannon, are you doing? So I asked for questions and I want to know if there's maybe somebody else could read. I have a question, Clinton. Could you oh. explain more about the gap, please? Yes. Yeah, only, only witches ask that kind of question. Did you hear what I said? I did not. I said only witches ask that kind of question. Did Coaches ask that question. Witches. <laughs> you get that? There's a very cool website. Uh, let me see. I'm going to write this website. Give me a second. Uh, oops, I wrote it to the wrong place. Hold on. There. It's called Nine Gaps. So there's not so much information on it yet, but it opens a door to what gaps are, what they're for, how to use them. So if you're interested in that, keep talking to me. <laughs> yeah. And tell me, tell me what you know about the gaps after you read this. That's an open invitation. Link doesn't work. Oh, man. Uh, Vera, can you pick it out on the... On the there, was an S there was an S missing. Oh, got I it. Put the right one below. Thank you. This quality is bad today. Thanks. Really? Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Great. Perfect. Yes, uh, 
be careful with that stuff though. Don't do this stuff while you're driving, okay? No, no gap experiments while you're driving. And if you discover stuff, please tell me to share with other people because this is, this is all workable stuff. It is stuff that modern culture knows nothing about and you need to know everything about. So it's really expert for going nonlinear, for shifting space, holding and navigating space, for creating possibility, for being unhookable. Ah. Okay, I see you, okay. All right, uh, okay, so talk to me. <laughs> uh, who would like to read next? Who, who would read the next section? Somebody else? Phyllis, go. The new decision about feelings could be that the four feelings are as neutral as the four directions on a compass. Is north bad? Is east good? Is west negative? Is south positive? Hey, so Phyllis, I already read that. We're at um, Inner Navigating on page 97. And, oh, thank you. Slightly slower, Phyllis. Okay. For me, please. Thank you. Inner navigating. Feelings can be felt consciously or unconsciously. In order for the feelings to, felt, to be felt consciously, a person must learn inner navigation. We must develop inner navigation skills when we change our intellectual clarity about feelings into experiential clarity about feelings. Experiential clarity comes from learning the wordless feel of the feeling, its definition through the internal experience of its qualities, rather than simply by its name. Each of the four feelings expresses itself with distinct sensations and physical manifestations. When we gain experiential clarity, our body becomes our compass. After learning the sensations internally, we know in any moment what we are feeling and therefore where we are in the map of feelings. When we know what we are feeling, it becomes a simple matter to feel what another person is feeling. Knowing what we feel and being able to listen to what our partner feels adds precious dimensions for communication and intimacy with our partner. Feeling consciously includes experiencing and expressing our feelings at various levels of intensity, from 0%, which is numb, to 100%, which is archetypal. Feedback from an experienced coach permits us to calibrate our scale of how big 50% of archetypal rage feels, for example. In a safe environment, such as in a training, we can experiment to allow ourselves to liberate 
100% of each of the four feelings. In a training means, do you try this at home? Oh, excuse me. It means do not try this at home. The reason is that when we get our feelings back, they return at the same level of maturity they were at when we shut them down. For most of us, this occurred when we were very young and very immature. During a training, the trainer can safely guide us to, being, to bring our four feelings to maturity over a short period of time. Facilitating the maturation process is awkward to self-manage like being handed a razor blade and a bottle of scotch and being asked to take out your own appendix. Reconnecting to our feelings involves experiencing things that we previously regarded as too painful to approach. Now we learn that what we blocked off as insurmountable pain is just one of the four feelings and that adult men and women are designed to feel at an intensity far beyond what, what is tolerable for a child to endure. We shut the feelings down long ago when they overwhelmed us. Now we are getting our feelings back as adults. It is like returning to a long forgotten cave in which there is known to be a dragon. When we finally get enough courage to enter the cave, and encounter the dragon, he turns out to be more the size of a fence lizard and quite uncertain about himself. Mixing feelings. Hold on, Phyllis, thank you. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I know many of you have been in feelings like rage club. If you haven't been in rage club or fear club, it's highly recommended. Highly, highly recommended. So Vera, can you, and Chloe just put on a bunch of online information about where the online rage clubs are. Could, could you put that out for people, Vera? Good. I'll put that out for people right now. Could, and so, yeah, so it's about getting the experiential distinctions in the body experience. There's nothing that can replace that, nothing. And I know a number of you have been experimenting with feelings already, exploring this already. And I, I, still, I still learn so much just from having these conversations and exploring like we did just today, experimenting with each of us going in the four territories inside of us. Can you guys still hear me okay? Okay. All right. Okay. So any, any comments or anything? Uh, Vera just put the uh, Facebook page up with uh, online uh, rage clubs and stuff like that. Do you have that information? Isn't there a website? that has that, or is it a, in any case, any questions or comments from anybody about this stuff? I would like to make a comment and maybe ask a question about 
when we get our feelings back, they return at the same level of maturity that they, well, they were at when we shut them down. I, I'd love to hear more about that since I think that's where I'm at right now. Coming back from lab, I've allowed myself just to be my child. And it's, I, I've not made it wrong or bad. Just, it's okay. And, um, just, yeah, being a child. Yes. Let me, it's very disorienting. I just want to say thank you for sharing that. It's very disorienting because we've tried to be adults. We've tried to be adults for some years and not knowing where we were really stuck at. And to get the reality check, like to get where you are with the level of feelings, when you actual, when you, how do you say it? When you get real about the level of your ability to feel, to consciously feel, and it's one year old, two years old, four years old, maybe even stuck in your mother's belly. And that's true. That's a very disorienting shift. And what the best, the best, the, the steps through this that we've discovered is to just keep feeling it. Is just keep feeling it exactly how it is, even if it makes no sense, even if, and the best thing is to have a few people around that you can just say, I feel, I don't know, 72% scared and I don't even know why. Or I feel 81% sad and I, I, nothing makes sense. You know, to just keep saying that and, and they don't solve it for you. They don't, there's nothing wrong with you. All, but they just listen and they repeat back to you what you said and just hold this safe space for you. It will not take so long. It, you know, it takes a couple of months and, and it will just integrate. It'll mature quickly. But it's so important to do exactly what you're doing, Janet exactly and let the illusion the confusion fall apart we've been fooling ourselves we've been thinking these that we're adult we know how to feel or something and we don't and so you just start where you are and just stay there stay there and it's um if you start feeling if anybody starts feeling mixed emotions which is the next thing that we would be talking about in the book is mixed emotions if you start feeling that, it's, it's better to separate them. It's good to start separating them because, you know, if you go into hysterical, when you're mixing the anger and fear together and you get hysterical, or you, you mix the fear and the sadness together and you get this uh, despair, you know, there's no end to that. There's no, there's no solution to those things and there's no end to it. It's necessary to, I, to, se to separate those, you know, to separate the sadness and the fear. Pure sadness, fine. Pure fear, oh, fine. I need a mask. Don't I? Yep. You got one? I would like to add something to oh, what good. you said. Hold on a second. Mark? 
Mark, can you go? I have the power to mute. Okay, go Thank ahead. Thank you. I, I think it's important um, to take labs seriously. And I'm sharing this to those of you who are interested in doing one. And the possibility that was given to me afterwards was to take a, a month or two off from all leadership and just be. So um, I've been able to effectively hand over the groups that I lead and ask and be present, but ask other people to space hold, um, and, um, which is good. And just allow myself to feel and be in this place and not fix it. Like I'm so good at fixing everything. I'm so good at solving problems. I'm so capable. I'm so fucking smart. I know I am, but that's not what's needed right now. That's my, that was what I did. That's the, my child figured it out and I followed the rules and I'm done. But that's, this is what happens. And I'm, yeah, I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to be, that's it. Like, this is not terribly complicated, but it's, it's needed. And I'm not wrong. And I'm not bad. Right. And here's the, Janet, here's the trick. Can you hear me? My, my internet just said it went unstable. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Here's the trick. You're a trainer. And there's a number. <laughs> yeah. <of people> and? <laughs> yeah. There's a number of people in the space here who are trainers and in the tradition of possibility management a trainer does not have their act together there is no it is it is the opposite of that it is like learning to be present with people in the liquid state and hold transformational space. And I'm not saying work it, I'm not saying fix it, be strong, try hard. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying you're talking to us so beautifully right now. I've never seen you be like this before. And I am so happy for us. And I'm so happy for you. And I'm so happy for the world. Because, because you can be melted down just like this and still hold and navigate space for people even probably better than with the mask on even better so what i'm saying is try to not hook it up in your mind that if you're going in a liquid state you should withdraw that's not what this is that's not how it goes from now on, probably for the rest of your life, your learning will come through helping other people learn. That means you will have your liquid states in public, in spaces of training. And this, is, this scares the fuck out of people who think they wanna be possibility management trainers because they think a trainer has their act together and they have to be smart and fast and funny 
and strong. That's what they think a trainer is. But in this tradition, you lose. You lose everything in this tradition. That whole uh, charade, it just melted down in the transformational alchemy of these spaces. And so I'm just asking you to give yourself some space and don't wire it up that, that you need to pull back in any leadership kind of way. You know, you're being more of a leader now than ever before because a leader is simply the person who goes first. That's it. It's the next culture definition of leader is the one who goes first. So you step on all the landmines, you fight the dragons, you fall off the cliff and go, gosh, I didn't see the cliff. You know, and then you climb back up, go, hey folks, there's a cliff here. It's better if you fall off. So I'm, what I'm saying is, it's the, it's the tradition of the, you know, this is transformational guerrilla street theater. That's what, that's what we're doing in trainer spaces. Transformational guerrilla street theater. It's meltdown. It's meltdown time. Because anything that you're trying to hold on to is not real. It's not real. So, and that's clear to you now. And it's like, so that's, I'm, what I'm saying is, try to make this your new home. And keep playing. Just keep playing. So when you go back in your, in the space. I'd like to speak to the. Go. Okay. I want to speak to the trainers that aren't on Zoom. Um, Annette and Paul hold a unique space of being what you describe as they don't have it together. Um, they, they show up all messed up and like, you know, sometimes even like, shut up and fuck you. And I'm just like, what the heck? Um, just being so real and being in, in person, seeing trainers be real and like not fake and not like hiding anything and being in their child sometimes and being in their gremlin and just showing all of it without it being wrong was, uh, such that's was part of my transformation was me seeing that it's okay and i think that they gave me courage to see them be so real because i thought trainers had it all together i i don't know I, I thought they did all this stuff perfectly and they were always in their adult being responsible and that's not always how it is and i love that i needed to see that I think all of you are perfect who've been doing this for years. You know, I think you all are in your adults being responsible. That's <laughs> not what it is at all. I don't see that. I don't know you all. So I don't get to have that living experience. But now I understand more. And that's not even understand. It's not here. It's, I, it's all whatever this is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just to be clear, anybody wants to who needs to take off for a time commitment, go ahead. We're just chatting. So anybody else have anything, anything up from anything? I do. I um, have been 
doing some experiments around um, noticing when my assumptions come up and and then I started thinking about expectations and resentments and I realized that I don't really know the difference between assumptions and expectations. They seem to be the same to me. And I couldn't find a definition in the book for assumptions. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I guess I kind of know the difference, but assumption is just thinking you know what someone's going to do or expect yeah i don't know i just think to me they're the same so could you delineate the two for me if you can hear me i can say it really short can you hear me yes anybody can make an assumption about anything it's just a story that you believe it's not based on what's there but when you assume that your assumption is true, it changes to an expectation. Okay, so I didn't hear that, but I think what you said is that when you believe that your assumption is true, it turns into an expectation. When you assume that your assumption is true, when you assume your assumption is true, it turns into, okay. it's a magical act. It's a magical act that changes it. Can you hear me? You yeah, now I can. Yeah, you assume the assumption's true because you're not stupid. Making smart assumptions. We make a lot of assumptions. But if you forget it's an assumption, if you assume it's true, then it changes into an expectation. And that sets up the whole resentment thing when it's not fulfilled. So what you catch yourself assuming that your assumption is true go the next step you know try to catch yourself changing an assumption into an expectation by assuming your assumption is true catch that and and okay. look for the, look for the payoff of it there's a benefit when you you know why why would you assume your assumption is true well there's a benefit what is the benefit? What's the purpose of that? What's the motivation? God, that's, this is exactly, this is the kind of work that makes change happen. Exactly that what you're doing. Like that kind of introspection, that kind of self-observation, that kind of noticing, it's exactly where stuff changes. I don't, I don't know how to change it any other way. I wish there was a pill or something, you know, some drug or whatever, but there isn't. People need to do the work and that is the work. That's what you're doing. And it's not a pretty sight sometimes. It looks ugly sometimes. Feels, yeah. it feels, you know, there's tough feelings in there. It's like. Yeah, I've been catching the expectation and then doing a, a rerun with that person and um and then letting it go but i i haven't been looking at my assumptions and um and seeing what the benefit is so it's, it's a thank real, you it's a wild experiment to see how long you can go and assume nothing 
about anything. Assume nothing about anything. And see how, how far you can go with that. Again, don't do this while you're driving, okay? Because it, it shifts the space entirely. The whole space shifts into some whole new spaces. Because we make, we make so many assumptions uh, without even knowing it. And it, just see, just start tracking that. I mean, watch, watch, a, watch a, a cat or a dog or watch a lizard. Watch a lizard. I got to watch some geckos here last night. But watch, watch the animals. They make no assumptions. They move or don't move, but they assume nothing because they don't have the mechanics for imagining some, an assumption. They can't do it. And it's just amazing to sit there with the animals and they just move. I watched that movie last night, the one about the octopus, the guy and the octopus. I, I, I recommend it. I mean, the, who are, I wish that they would have stopped the guy from speaking in the third person, you. You know, he could have felt so much. He could have really spoken in the I, the first person. It would have been so much more powerful. And watch the octopus. And just watch that thing. He makes no assumptions. It's very, it's very, he tries to put, he, he tries to anthropomorphize the octopus and put stories on, oh, she's trusting me now. Oh, she's, whatever, whatever his assumptions are. But um, yeah, just watch some animals and you'll see there, watch the birds, watch the squirrels in your backyard. You know, they make no assumptions. You know, it's amazing because a squirrel He's got to estimate a, a two, like a six foot or an eight foot or 10 foot jump. He's got to estimate how much, is he going to make it or is he not? And if he doesn't make it, he could die. Okay, so is he making an assumption? I don't think so. I think it's this experiential reflexive act. It's based on experience. I watched my two daughters, particularly one of them, learn to climb trees and rocks. And she was like two or three years old climbing these trees and rocks. And I'm freaking out because they looked serious. I mean, these were, you know, if she slipped or let go or, or fell, she could get hurt. And she didn't. She did not get hurt because I, she stopped. She made no assumptions about her skill. So she learned to climb appropriately. So like that, make... Those are great experiments. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Lisa, how's it going? Lisa Favero, can you hear me? How's it going? What experiments? How's it going? I I feel um, some confusion around um, the space holding, my own space holding skills, in terms of projecting the um, you know, together and the order and I think my anger and 
the way it moves in the space does create a sense of real strength and it comes with the shadow piece. It does feel like it is um, super powerful and people can get hooked by it, even though that is not my intention. And it also has the impact of making it seem like I really have it together. Um, even though I'm also sharing other things at the same time uh, that really do convey greater dimension. So the anger piece is um, in some ways taking up too much room in my own training roles, if you want to call them that. That's sort of how I'm feeling and analyzing it right now to get to it to put my finger on it. Um, it comes to me to ask uh, you a question. It comes to me to ask you the question, to what degree are you working at escaping the patriarchy also within your workspaces? I didn't hear any of the beginning of that. I only heard the last phrase. To what degree are you working at getting escaping the patriarchy in your workspaces? I, I'm really working hard. And in some ways, it seems like the doors that are opening um, are leading me into a space that's dealing with that very directly. But I also have a foot in this other world that is about I'm like on the front lines. I mean, this is the mythology of it. I'm on the front lines. I'm experiencing the patriarchy in a real way and trying, working to feel it and to transform it in those micro interactions. And that is fucking tough. And it's a different ball game. And I um, want more tools for that. I'm a, I'm, there's a part of me that doesn't want to step away from that. Um, and and uh, so that's where I sit with it in the... I have an experiment you could try. <clears throat> it, it, the, an experiment is... Uh, it's the octopus experiment, which is to have a shape, but then go soft. Like this, you can see this octopus has this kind of shape and then all of a sudden going soft. Because I, th I think it's a tool you're not using in terms of the feminine doorway that you are. You're keeping that shut behind you somehow. You're not letting this, the flood of this, of the relaxation come into the space. I mean, the patriarchy is already dead it's already being replaced by archiarchy, by next culture. So it's lost already. So you don't have to fight it down. You have to just welcome it into the next space. And when you, when you create a vacuum instead of the pressure, you know, even if you say, if you say hello to somebody, it's a pressure. And if instead you, you say, 
tell me about yourself. What's it like in there? What's your next, what's your future, uh, um, you know, that, that your indescribable future? What is that? You know, you make these vacuum spaces and hold that space that people can go and safely melt down. Because you understand that archiarchy is not hard. The archiarchy has this flow. And if you could allow yourself, if you could use that as a tool in, in your spaces, your workspaces, you wouldn't, you know, they come at you like this. And if you come at them like this, this is kind of all you can do. But if you start like that and you melt down into this welcoming healing place, you know, they, there's nothing for them to push against. And then, and then there's a, then they can fall apart also. That would be a tool to try maybe. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. let us know how it goes, okay? Okay. Thank you. We have a couple. That was really valuable. Thank you. Thank you. Clay, go ahead. Um, I had someone ask me recently to, why well, I, I met somebody who I think for, for some reason my, my presence has been healing for them somehow and asked me to help them open up to their feelings. Like they're not feeling, they're not letting themselves cry and they feel they need to cry, but they don't know how to let it out. And they asked me to kind of facilitate that. And I did not really know what to do. I tried different things, but then I sort of felt like I was pushing something. I guess I wondered, how do you, like, uh, what's, this, what's this mystery of how, how someone gets ready to feel? And they're coming to you, you know, I guess other coaches are coming to people for help with that. So. How do you help somebody who's numb and wants to feel but doesn't know how? That's most people, by the way. So, so just like Clay right now, the way that you're holding your head to your right is a way of blocking feelings, just keeping you numb a little bit. If you put your head straight up, all of a sudden you're more in the present and you will feel something else. What are you feeling right now? You were feeling it. I'm feeling... Did you ask me how I'm feeling now? No, no, I said, what are you feeling now? I think I'm feeling some, the first thing I felt when you said that was some sadness. And then yeah. when I sat up, I saw myself and I felt joy. Okay. The, the, and fear, there's fear there too. <laughs> yeah, so this is how people are already feeling so much, but they have these ways to block feelings. So even having your head off center five degrees is enough to block, is to throw you in the past or the future out of the present. So, and there's so many, there's so many ways to uh, undo the blocks. People sit like this, you know, puts them in their head. People sit like this, it's a block. People, people's foot is going like this. 
That's a feeling. People are picking their fingers like this. That's another feeling. They're really already feeling stuff. If you just slow down the conversation, get out of the head, drift into the actual physical experience of what's happening right there with them right now in the moment, there's, there's stuff going on and they just, then you just give it a name. And after you do that a few times, then they can give it a name. People bite their okay, lips. So when you notice for like when you're giving me a tool that when I notice for myself and for someone else, like the physical ways that they're trying to evade their feelings that I point that out and yeah. ask them what is there. No, you know what's there. You say, when you bite your lips, you're blocking all emotions. You're just blocking it. When you swallow, when you swallow, you swallow down sadness, you swallow down fear. When you're tapping your, you know, all these things, these are all very, very helpful aids for people to navigate into the present. With, the only time they can feel something is the present. And then just to be okay with it. Just like we came here to, it's a new thing for them. Just go. It's like babies. It's like you start over to say, hey, this is new. But that little thing is really important. That was 3% big fear you just had in your, in your, in your shaky hand. Or, or your, that the tightness in your voice. There's the fear. And you can, you can just, they're already feeling it. It's not, I never believe this story that somebody doesn't feel something. You know, they say, I'm numb. I don't feel anything. I go, buddy, you are terrified. That's what terrified feels like. Feels like you're not feeling anything. That's fear. What are you afraid of? So. Can I ask you something, Clinton? What's the longest time you ever saw it take somebody to actually feel, let it out? You know, because sometimes people are really resistant to it, even though they want it. Do you know what I mean? I keep extending my time limit for people uh, because I've seen, I've seen it take years and I never thought it would take that long. But then uh, there was a guy who was in possibility management around 2002, 2003 when it first started. And he was this, he, he was a mama's boy. He, he, he lived at his mama's house. He, um, did what she said. He, she cooked meals for him, and 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 we did everything for him to get his balls back from his mother, to get his center, to be get his anger back. We worked for this guy for I don't know five, six, seven years, and then he left. And I just saw a post from him. This is like seventeen years after a post from him on Facebook. The guy has a beard and a girlfriend. He has a girlfriend. I, I, how long do I think it takes? I keep extending how long I think it takes. 17 years later, this guy has his ball back from his mother. He does, and it worked. I'm going, yes, it works. It just takes longer than I think. But he, what a guy. Okay. His girlfriend looks amazing, like not like a real person. They look like they're really together. I want to call this guy up and just hug him and I want to, but I know I, it just takes a while. So it's, you know, some people are psychopaths, you know, and they have this crack between their heart and their mind. So they, they won't ever get it together. You can serve them by being a seeing eye dog for them and, and tell them what they're feeling. 
because you can feel it, but they can't because they're cut off. But most people, most people can, they just, it just takes a little time and just small baby steps. Really, the baby step thing is so important. Yeah. But don't, don't Thank suffer. Thank you. Clay, do not suffer because of it. Do not allow yourself to be abused because of it. You get this? Do not, because somebody can't feel, don't think you're going to rescue them. Don't think it's okay that they're abusive. You know, do not allow yourself to be victimized by somebody who's not feeling. Take care of yourself. You know, you're professional. You guys are professionals. You do your work with people, but don't, and help them. And, but don't let yourself get victimized by that shit. Okay, it's not your problem. You can help them, but that thing that they're in is, has some reason behind it. And it usually takes longer than I thought before. Yeah, thank you. And, thank you, Clay. And Clinton, if I may, to add on to this, Clay, something that helped me just the other day, a 24-year-old came and he was in sadness. He couldn't help himself but be sad and tears were rolling down and it just happened by allowing him to say, I feel sad because, and he swallowed it and he resisted and he said, but I don't want to be depressed. So he's had experience with depression. So he went back to the fear of if I allow this sadness, it will become depression again. And today I'm playing my guitar for the first time in four years, let's say, right? The day before. And what I did is I just explained to him the distinction of this is not depression. This is you feeling your sadness and this is a safe space and just go and go and go. And he went into full blown, you know, tears and sadness and left here, you know, promising to exchange guitar lessons for more of these. <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume that my, 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 an assumption I make, which I don't know the truth of, but that everybody who you attract as a person to work with carries a particular resonance with your own journey. And I guess I wonder just by show of hands, I can't really see, but I'd be curious as has anyone here, like, I guess I'm sure you have Clinton, but I'm, I'm curious how many people here have run into what you'd call like um, psych, psychopath or sociopathic people who are very wounded, but want something different, but are cracked at that level. Uh, has anyone here, Clinton, have you had repeated experience meeting people like that? Yeah, I, I, I would suggest probably everybody in this line of work encounters that. Yeah, I think that'd be, that's a doorway for a, a whole nother conversation and a, an important one. So let's do that another time, okay? Great. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for being here and thanks for sticking it out and doing the experiment. I was so glad today with that experiment. Thank you very much. Anybody need to say one last thing before we go? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right. Carry on. You guys. Thanks for your help. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love you guys.